Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Strange Places. My name is Billy Dean Shoemate the Third, and uh, forgive the hoarseness of my voice. I uh, it's not COVID. <laughs> I caught a cold, or yeah, this was like a like a week ago, and my voice is just completely trashed. Like it, uh, it's just ugh, I've been having a hell of a time with it. Kind of dreading doing no disclosure this week. <laughs> I might have to let my co-host fly it. But um, voice is completely screwed up. And as a guy who com- who relies on his voice, even for the day job, not good. But uh, with this, I, I picked a, a, a certain microphone in particular to where I may even sound kind of Barry Whitish. So if I sound different, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> so uh, with that said... Disclaimer out of the way, right? Let's get into it. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. And who else? Oh, DistroKid. Jeez. (laughs) Sorry, DistroKid. You guys are like one of my number one sponsors. So anyway, let's get into it. As you can see by the title here, this is about a, well, it's a little vague. This one is called Area 51, The Alien Interview. Which, it's, uh, I think it's become one of the more obscure things having to do with um, evidence of supposed extraterrestrials. I think when it came out, it was, um, it was quite a big deal. And I've seen it lately kind of fall to the wayside. Uh, Not a lot of podcasts cover it, not a lot of YouTube channels cover it. And I think it's one of the things that is the most fascinating to me about alleged real-life footage of an actual alien being. I used to see it everywhere, and nobody really hardly talks about it anymore, which bugs me because this is one of the most amazing pieces of footage I've ever seen. So explaining it, Area 51... The Alien Interview. It's a documentary, which uh, the whole thing you can watch on YouTube. I'll actually provide the link to it in the description of this um, episode. It's a documentary taken on video in 1997 that focuses uh, a short film, on a short film, quote-unquote film, (laughs) of an alleged interrogation obtained by a man who identifies himself by the name of Victor in which an alien, the so-called Greys, is uh, apparently being interviewed. And, well, okay, that description's a little difficult. And once we get into it, I'll tell you why. I mean, there's a lot here. The guy who apparently smuggled the thing out of Area 51, he uh, went by the name of Victor. It's not his real name. He wanted his uh, voice changed, his face hidden, the whole bit. He maintains that the material was copied from a video classified as top secret, originally filmed in Area 51. And I do suggest that you watch the documentary. Not only is it a, a just a fascinating documentary, good time killer, entertaining, but uh, to really watch this video for yourself and not just hear it from me. It would be cool, you know, for you to see that, And then listen to this, you know, so we can 
really get a picture in our heads collectively. He was he said it was originally filmed in Area 51. For fear of his identity being revealed, he never specifies whether he was employed in the area, but vaguely indicates that he had reasons to be there. Quote, in Area 51 on more than one occasion, he says. Although the documentary indicates that the copy was smuggled out of Area 51, Victor once again avoids giving details and never specifies the place where the copy was made. He insists that an instant of data transfer occurred during a massive transfer of documentation from analog video format to be stored in digital in a storage of a lower security system. On July 26, 1996, after several unsuccessful attempts to reach television companies to view and broadcast the video, Victor contacted Rocket Pictures, their uh, independent home video distribution company based in L.A. The president of the, t- of the company, his name is uh, Tom Coleman, thought he, he was skeptical at first. He agreed to produce a documentary based on the video after a telephone conversation with Victor. Coleman sought expert opinion before going further in the making of the documentary and invited ufologist Sean David Morton to look at the video, too. On March 13, 1997, Morton, in an interview conducted by Art Bell for the radio program Coast to Coast, mentioned the video and described it in great detail although he stressed from beginning that the public was aware of the video. Victor himself was interviewed by Bell two months later via a phone call and using a device to alter his true voice. In it, Victor gave more details about the content of this video. The video... Uh, it's... It's frightening. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. It's frightening. And it's if it if this thing is faked, then they're wasting their time doing shit like this. These people, it reminds me of when they had Stan Winston, the great Stan Winston, watch the supposed alien autopsy footage. And, you know, he's a special effects artist, so he knows this shit. And he'll be able to point something out in a second. Stan Winston, after viewing the tape, he flat out said, I don't know if this is real or not, but if this is faked, whoever did this needs to contact me. I want to give you a job. And he was serious when he said it. He said, you don't need to be doing this. You you can have a job in Hollywood. And he said, if you come forward, I will make sure that you have a job. And... I kind of feel like that watching this. I'm no special effects expert. I've never had to do it. (laughs) I made a small, low-budget, independent movie one time. By the end of it, I felt like I was two inches in my chair. I'm not going to talk about that. (laughs) My eye is still twitching thinking about that damn movie. It was fun, though. It was a good experience. But I have no knowledge of like extreme special effects like that. It's not CG. I could... Yeah, it it was... It's just not. You can tell when something is computer generated. Just the way things move, they're a little too fluid. Looks a little either too good or too cheap. CG never looks just right. It depicts an extraterrestrial being, your typical uh, vision of what a gray would be. 
in a really dark room with a monitor in the background and what appears to be a heart monitor in the foreground. It looks like he's being interviewed telepathically by somebody else or just staring at the camera. Look, there's something, you know, going on there, an exchange. Even though the thing's not moving its mouth. It appears to be going through a little bit of distress, starts rocking in its chair, and goes into an all-out seizure. Uh, doctors run in, shine lights around its eyes to check for ocular hemorrhaging, which would mean, you know, seizure, aneurysm, whatever. A lot of people think that they're shining lights into its eyes, which they're not. Whenever someone suffers like massive potential hemorrhaging, major seizure trauma like that, they look for redness around the eye, which is what they're doing. And, well, we'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> Obviously, they have some kind of medical knowledge, or whoever made this had some kind of medical knowledge. And uh, the thing vomits onto the, you know, vomits onto the table. They're trying to resuscitate it, looking into its mouth, and it's just, it's undergoing a lot of distress. Which, if you watch the documentary, Victor had stated that there was something about our atmosphere that they can't really live for a long time in. Our atmosphere is very slowly, uh, I guess, kind of poisonous to them. And, um, you know, this this thing is in a great deal of physical distress. <laughs> it's unlike any quote-unquote footage or photograph of anything that I've ever seen that was depicting possibly a real-life alien. This one stands out. And it's it's really... Really creepy. Alien autopsy footage. I'm on the fence about that. I don't know. Uh, that one's just... It's really... I don't know. It's just really weird. It, it's an interesting one to watch. The quote-unquote Victor tape. The alien interrogation. Alien interview tape. It gets me. Because... There isn't one moment in it where I think... Ah, oh, that's, that's a fucking puppet. I know it's not CG for sure. Especially when it was filmed, they weren't able to pull anything like that off. But there are times, and I've analyzed this thing. I brightened the it's pretty dark, but I brightened the video up. I slowed things down. I mean, I really fucking looked at it. I put it through filters. I did everything. There are moments in this video where this thing looks like it has facial expressions. Where it looks scared. It opens its mouth. You can see fright in its eyes. The way it moves, it's, there's nothing in there that looks puppety to me. It's just a scary fucking video. It's really freaky. And I don't get that feeling with all this other alien stuff. You know, there's just something fucking weird about it. Now, examples um, of interviews reproducing the documentaries that are in favor of this. Morton offers his support, actually by proclaiming the video as revolutionary and that the characteristics of the subjects of the video are consistent with the exhaustive investigations made on the possible biological characteristics of these beings. Based on the numerous reports of people who claim to have contact with them, actually author Whitley Strieber, which you remember had written um, um, Communion, he's, I guess, if you could call anybody on an expert on what the greys are and how they look at it. This guy, Whitley Strieber, um, is a very famous writer. He 
uh, has written, you know, major blockbuster films. He was the guy that came up with the story for The Day After Tomorrow. He wrote Communion, you know. <laughs> he claims to have been... Sorry for that cough there. He's, playing, he's claimed to have been abducted multiple times since he was a child. Numerous times. And really, if... Uh, we'll have to dive into Whitley Strieber sometime. Because his story is fascinating. But he's quoted in the documentary as having said that the alien in the video moved just like the ones that he'd seen. And he said, his thing, his takeaway was, and we don't have to, I'm not going to say whether I believe Whitley Strieber or not. Some of the claims he's made are very, i raise an eyebrow. Some of them are just batshit fucking crazy. Uh, his book, The Key, being one of them. But he said, if this is faked, it was faked by somebody who has seen them. And that scares him just as much as anything else. He said, I know how they look. I know their tiny little expressions, even the slightest expression. I know how they move. I know their anatomy. And he said, what's scary to him is if this is faked, it was faked by somebody who knows what they look like and how they move. Art Bell implies that during his telephone interview with Victor, he felt the conviction that Victor was indeed telling him the truth. UFO expert Robert Dean, he defined the video as powerful and real, actually made him quite emotional. Based on his firsthand experience with uh, Alien series as an Army intelligence analyst in the 60s, German author and UFO researcher Michael Hesseman points out that the... Um, Facts published by Victor about the alien that arrived at Area 51 after being shot down from a ship in 1989 fit with a report from the South African Air Force that shot down a UFO in the Kalahari Desert, also 1989. Hesseman says his sources confirmed that one of the two surviving passengers was sent to Area 51. There are other less skeptical points of view, such as the fact that in the decade after the video was first edited, no one has gone further in taking the video... As a montage, the fact that no one who were part of its release has sought any kind of fame or financial gain from it. I don't know. I hate it when people say that, honestly. <laughs> it's true because they didn't want to seek any financial gain. Well, there's other rewards other than that. Um, having your video seen by everybody in the world and people thinking it's real, trolling the entire fucking planet. I mean, not only that... Um, having something that people are going to be talking about until the end of time. That's enough of a reward for some people, right? As far as the flip side of this, examples of interviews reproduced in the documentary against the authenticity. And this is important to look at too. Image analysis expert Jim DeLosoto first theorizes that the video was transferred from photographic film, which contradicts what Victor said, that the material was copied from videotape. In further analysis, Delia Soto concludes that he cannot rule out the remote possibility that the original source of the images was actually videotape. His analysis ended up being classified as inconclusive. Hollywood animation, they got another Hollywood guy. Special effects and makeup expert John Criswell weighs in on whether the creature in the video is real or fake. Ultimately, he says, it's probably fake but does not rule out the possibility that it's authentic either. 
Academy Award-winning makeup artist Rick Baker immediately sees being fabricated and alert not to be fooled and stresses that the alien is nothing more than a puppet. Even goes so far as to state, well, I can do better than that. <laughs> you know, just com- like right off the bat, just completely dismisses it. Oh, I can do better than that. And I was like, that's kind of a dick answer, but yeah, okay. <laughs> You're not Rob Botin or anything. I know you've won fucking like Oscars and shit, but damn. But uh, uh, this is a really, really fucking bizarre tape. And I, I suggest that you... I suggest that you watch it (laughs) without any preconceived bullshit, you know, without any prejudices. That's what we do on this podcast. We take the evidence, just how it is, how it looks. And we wonder if it's something that merits further study or something that um, we could just flat out debunk. I can't say anything about the analysis of the video and how it was transferred. All I can do is watch the documentary, and I guess I just have to trust this video expert, right? But um, video expert's kind of on the fence, which is okay. That it, that um, that speaks to me that maybe no one had bought him off or you know <laughs> wanted him to reply in a certain way. It looked very uh, legitimate that his shit was ruled inconclusive, you know. But that video is bizarre. It's just really fucking weird. Nothing in it looks very puppety to me. Really strange. Bob Lazar, which we've established on this podcast, is somebody that I believe. He stated he did not see, and you know he had to have been around at that time that this interrogation tape was made, maybe a bef- little bit before. But Bob Lazar said he didn't encounter any alien beings at Area 51 at all. Which he probably, you know, didn't have the highest security clearance there. At one point, he thought he saw one. But he thinks now that, I mean, this was a two-second glance through a window 30 years ago. (laughs) Take that into consideration. But he thinks that they were talking to, or talking around, not talking to, talking around this uh, mannequin or doll that they had made to fit in the really small, let's keep that in mind, tiny chairs inside the craft and the the brass there the higher staff took a liking to call the dolls and the alien beings themselves the kids Bob Lazar said the seats were really small and which bugs me because the flight tests right what was somebody sitting on the floor you know, like who who the hell was sitting in those chairs? <laughs> that that creeps me out. But let's get back to this video here. We have zero proof it was filmed in, filmed in Area 51. The people who supposedly had worked there, people who I think are credible, that I believe really worked there, they can't corroborate this because either their security clearance wasn't high enough, they didn't see anything, they, none, none of them have flat out said, yeah, this is legit. Dude, I know you could do some crazy shit with puppets. This is too early to be CG. Take that out of your head. You can do some crazy shit with puppets. But man, these subtle, scared-looking facial expressions, vomiting on the table. Uh, It's weird. Now, it was pointed out that the doctors in this tape are a bit inept at what they're doing. (laughs) 
Obviously, they have some kind of medical training. They know basically what to do in the event if something is having uh, possible brain hemorrhage, aneurysm, seizure, you know, whatever. But they're extremely late getting there. And the thing that bugs me the most that I didn't hear anybody talk about in this documentary, something that I noticed instantly, doctors are wearing gloves, masks, all that shit, but they all have short sleeves on. Why? You're dealing with this entity that is from beyond our star system. God knows what kind of planet this thing's from or what its evolution has been like. You have no idea. And you're wearing short sleeves? Wouldn't you be worried about some kind of cross-contamination from this thing? Either they studied these things enough and talked to them enough and knew their biology enough to where cross-contamination wasn't an issue. They knew enough from these creatures to know it's not a problem. Or this video is bullshit and they overlooked it. These these doctors were truly completely inept, but no one's going to overlook an entity from another star system. You're going to be dressed to the fucking nines, (laughs) right? In like radioactive gear and hazmat gear and shit. That's just logical to me. These guys are not. And they're late getting there. They're fumbling around like the fucking Marx Brothers. It looks like they know what they're doing, but Victor even explained this. He said, what kind of doctor are you going to get to work at Area 51? Mostly the guys who you could pay to keep their mouths shut are guys who really don't take that doctor oath all that seriously. You have to get what you get. And it's very difficult to find a doctor who's willing to keep that kind of shit a secret. So often they get people with very basic medical training and their doctors tend to be quite a bit inept. The resources that the U.S. government has, I call bullshit on that. I know the government is very, very leaky, (laughs) very leaky. And you would do everything you can to try to prevent that if you were the government. But come on, man, they have resources to get competent doctors that wouldn't say shit that would do that. Maybe I'm being too optimistic about that. I don't know. But just looking at that video for what it is, if it's fake, it is the most convincing fake I've ever seen. If it's real, holy shit, we have evidence of the most important event in human history ever. The most significant thing that's ever been fucking filmed, period. But we just, we can't prove it. Other than the mark on the bottom of the tape that says DNI, Department of Naval Intelligence, you got a time code. Doesn't mean nothing to me. Doesn't mean nothing to anybody else either. You put a time code on fucking anything. All we have is this Victor guy with dark sunglasses and his face blurred out and his voice changed, who only agreed to have pre-written questions and still dodges those and when things kind of deviate a little bit here and there he says things that are kind of contradictory he says oh it's difficult for me to watch this video he seems emotional about it and a few people have you know who have watched it uh, actually got kind of quite a emotion uh, emotional response from it that um 
this thing is going through just hell, you know, a lot of distress. And it, 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 it gets to some people. Me, I didn't really get an emotional response from it. I thought it was just scary as fucking hell. That's one of the scariest things <laughs> I've ever seen. Did Area 51 house aliens? Everybody who I believe has worked there has said, I've never seen one. You probably have to have some badass security clearance. I know places like that are very leaky. Government's very leaky. A tape could come out. Yeah. But as long as aliens have supposedly been at Area 51 or come in and out of that place, don't you think we would have more? Right? And I don't know. Maybe Victor is a really high-ranking guy there. Victor seems really off to me. Like... He sounds, you know what he sounds like to me? He sounds like a spokesperson. <laughs> like someone who had nothing to do with the tape. It got dropped in his lap by a legitimate source. And they said, hey man, you're the guy that's going to have to go on TV. You got to do this. You got to do that. Just say that you were part of the program or you're at 50, Area 51. Just deflect certain questions. You'll be fine. That's what he seems like to me. We can't prove this thing is legit, man. We just can't. There's not, there's not enough there. A lot of people who said that they were have been abducted by aliens and stuff. One of the things that freaks me out is that I do believe that alien abduction is a thing. It has happened. And what's weird to me, though, in its favor, is that everybody who has said that they've seen these creatures said the same thing Whitley Strieber said, that if this thing is faked, then it was faked by somebody who knows what they look like, Knows how they move, knows how they act, knows their mannerisms. That's kind of creepy to me. I've said on the podcast before that I don't believe aliens are what we think they are. I don't think that they're beings from other planets. They are not of this world. I'll straight up say that. And we should get into that. I don't want to get all fucking Alex Jones on you. Because I have a, a, a theory here and a damn good one. It's very compelling. It'll make you think. I don't think aliens are what we think they are. I do think they are real physical beings. I don't think they're of this world at all. In a sense, yeah, they are aliens. Yes. And do I believe abduction is a thing? Yeah, I do. I do believe that that is a real life phenomenon. I do. I mean, I'm just... I have no doubt in my mind that that happens. Why? There's, uh, we'll get into that too if you want to. I've just, I've been convinced. That's all I'm going to say. I have been convinced. So, needless to say, there are people who know what they look like and act like and move like and all that stuff. Lots, a lot of supposed abductees have weighed in on this video. They all say the same thing. That should, that should have some merit. That should go in its favor. Do we know which ones to believe? I don't, because they're just telling they're just telling their stories, right? But there's so many of them. And that's what gets my that's what gives me the goosebumps anyway, right? Is that this many eyewitnesses would <laughs> would be a slam dunk in any court. But the video, let's go back to the video. It's freaky enough that every everybody who said they've been abducted by aliens says, yep, this is, if this wasn't 
you know, if, if this is a fake, it was made by someone who has been around them. That's fucking freaky on its own. But just looking at the video itself, judging by itself, there just there is something really weird about it to me. It doesn't look fake to me, man. It doesn't. I've looked at every fucking frame of this video. I put filters on it. I brightened it. I fucked with the contrast. I did everything you could do to a video to try to see as much information in there as I possibly could. It's very dark. Mostly all you see is its head the whole time. But there are sections in there where lights or flashlights and shit are moving around. You see portions of its body. A lot of people have argued that if you... Um, now, someone made... I was reading a Wikipedia article about this. And someone had made a clay model of this particular extraterrestrial's head and photographed it at different angles and proved that, you know, or tried to prove anyway, that, hey, at different angles, it looks like it has different facial expressions. I call bullshit on that. Good try. But I saw the thing's fucking mouth move and you can see that it opens, it closes. At the very least, when this thing is like dry heaving about, you know, ready to fucking hit the deck you can see if you brighten up the film you might even be able to see it in the core film look at this shit really close man look at it rewind shit watch it over and over again the mouth open and closes it has the facial expression changes it's bizarre if this was a fake this was one hell of an undertaking and what's funny to me on the Wikipedia article they took a, another model and filmed it under the exact same conditions. Same film stock, same kind of tape, same everything. Recreated the set, everything. And they said, this is proof that this is fake. And I was intrigued to watch it. I was like, okay, they re recreated the entire scene down to what kind of tape they used. And it looked fake as shit. It looked terrible. And they were so proud of this video. I, I went to the website of the people who made this thing. They thought it was a slam dunk. Oh, man, we got them now. We got them by the balls. This video is fake, and I can prove it. Or uh, Your video is what looked like it was fake. Watch this thing on Wikipedia. I mean, it's laughable. They didn't recreate shit. I mean, they bombed it. <laughs> it's terrible. That's what looks fake. I might sound crazy, man. Put on my tinfoil hat, but this Victor tape looks fucking real. It's scary shit. I think all the information surrounding it. There's something off about Victor to me. There's something off about how the video was made, the analysis of it. There's, there's a few things that aren't adding up here. The tape by itself is amazing. I'm either looking at either way. I think it's fascinating to watch because I'm looking at the greatest fucking hoax ever filmed. Better than the classic, you know, Bigfoot walking around in the forest tape. I mean, the best <laughs> forgery ever on film or a, a real life extraterrestrial being. Either way, it's fascinating to watch. With that said, I think it has some merit. 
you're either, like I said, you're either watching the greatest hoax of all time or you're watching a real goddamn alien. I think it's worth watching just about that. So uh, do we think it's real? Do we think it's legit? Is this something that requires more study? Is this something that we can outright debunk? I don't feel outright debunking this. And there's one thing that I keep going back to as far as that goes. Them filming it in the same conditions. Building a puppet the exact same way, exact same everything. Same lighting conditions. They move it the same way. They studied this thing frame for frame. And it looks fake as balls. This Victor tape does not look fake, boy. It doesn't. It's fucking terrifying. It's some scary shit. And I do offer you a forewarning, you know, before you do watch this thing. It's going to bother you. It will. There's just something about it. It's going to stick with you. It's really weird. And it shouldn't stick with me because I think every piece of information surrounding this tape, there's just nothing's adding up. In fact, I'm kind of starting to smell a little bullshit here. I get that feeling anyway. That they should have just presented this fucking tape how it was. It would have been way more compelling. We didn't need to hear a word from Victor. It's just um, everything surrounding the tape is off to me. But just looking at the tape itself, dude, dude, (laughs) perfect word I can use, dude, you got to see it. But I will warn you that it's pretty distressing to watch and I can't tell you why. Yes, it's surreal and really weird and almost kind of violent the way that this thing gets sick and seizes up and it's not easy to watch anything go through something that medically traumatic even a you know even if it's a puppet it's difficult to see but don't tell me this thing does not get under your skin don't go into this thinking that this thing is fake or that you're going to see a cg or a puppet or whatever just watch the fucking thing take everything out of your head and just watch the thing there's something about it that's just distressing, and I can't put my finger on it. I think that this tape deserves further study. I don't think we're ever going to get that. I think what we have is what we have, and unless some crazy new technology comes out to where we can look at shit in that video <laughs> that you know uh, we, we can't manipulate now, do something just crazy, insane with this video... Or some other corroborating evidence comes out. There's really not much we could do. But I'm not going to totally... I wish I could debunk this one. I really wish I could. But my gut reaction, okay, when I watch this... And we're big on gut reactions here. Your first instinct is what you should go with, I think. And common sense with paranormal study, with supernatural study, with with all that shit. It's just non-existent now. And it bugs me. That's why I started this podcast. We need to start looking at some shit like this with some common sense. Watch it for how it is. Just look at the damn tape for how it is. I can't complete. I want to dismiss this thing. It's almost too good to be true. But what I've learned with evidence of the UFOs and the pictures and the videos and all the shit we have, usually the stuff that you think, man, that's too good to be true, that's the stuff that's legit. But without even mentioning that, okay? 
I really want to just flat out say this thing is bullshit. But in good conscience, I in good conscience, I cannot do that. And the reason for that is, is because these feelings that it dredges up in me, it's scary. It's legit scary. It's distressing and very unnerving to watch. And I can't put into words why. I cannot describe that. It puts this really weird feeling just permeating in me. It's bizarre. And I think that there's a reason for that. I can't tell you what it is. I can't tell you why it is. But what I can tell you is that this does need some further study so I can find out where that feeling is coming from. I'm not going to say it's legit. I'm not going to say it's bullshit either. I think this is one of these pieces of evidence where we need to keep it on ice for a while and see what happens. Anyway, what do you guys think about the alien interview? Hmm? <laughs> Check out the, I'll put the you know YouTube link in there. Watch it. Like I said, don't have the kids around. It's pretty distressing shit to watch, honestly. They go into a lot of bullshit that has nothing to do with the tape. You probably you don't even see the tape till like three quarters of the way through the documentary. But still, it it is an interesting documentary to watch. And they do play the the thing in its entirety with spooky music and all, which was ridiculous. The original thing has no sound at all, which again is another thing that bothers me. Where's the fucking sound? <laughs> well, anyway, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, watch this thing. Check check out the link. Tell me what you think. Contact me on your various, uh, you know, podcast platforms. Uh, check me out at Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things, you know, uh, Strange Places related, No Disclosure related, all the podcasts. And you'll be able to contact me on there. Throw your hat in the ring. I really want to hear what you have to say. If I missed some crucial detail, they could blow this whole thing up. Or if you agree, disagree, I'd love to hear it. I love that kind of stuff. And if you bring forth something I didn't even think about, I would be more than happy to make a part two of this. Excuse my voice for this whole thing. <laughs> you just, you know, I got to do it. I just got to do it. Uh, no disclosure is going to be a lot more difficult. <laughs> this one I'm just talking, you know, it's very chill. It's uh, easy to get through, but I do apologize for my fucking voice, man. It's, just, it's tore up. You can tell. But we still got through it, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I, I enjoyed making it. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you guys want to support the show, on uh, Asylum817.com, you'll see a link to the Patreon page where we can get you know early access to shows, bonus episodes, giveaways of certain tiers, a podcast just totally for the patrons. And who the fuck does that shit? Uh, check it out. Even for as little as a dollar a month, you really be helping the show out. Even if you just want to go on Patreon.com slash Asylum817, uh, you know, look at the tears, see if there's anything that twirls your beanie. And, you know, if nothing does, even a dollar helps, man. You know, th this, uh, this shit does cost money. Things go bad. Things break. I got to replace stuff. Yeah. It takes money to make money. Right. And I want to thank the people that are already doing that. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, David Peterson. I love you guys. Uh, this show would not be in its second season. Probably wouldn't have lasted past the pilot if it wasn't for you guys. Seriously. I just, I've been saving up some Patreon money from a, for a while, just from you three guys. And I was able to uh, promote and advertise Strange Places, which got us more listeners, more money. Anyway, this money goes right back into the podcast and um, I won't even buy a Coke with it. It goes right back in there. I appreciate it. 
Anyway, guys, I will catch you later on the next episode. Thanks for listening again. And uh, yeah, will we ever run out of strange places? I don't think so. Because every town has a strange place. And maybe one day, we'll visit yours. The Strange Places podcast is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a music label for truly independent artists. They will distribute and share your music on every streaming platform the internet has to offer. And the best part is that you keep all of your royalties. In fact, DistroKid has made history, marking the first time that an artist on the charts made 100% of their earnings. This is the music industry's worst nightmare, giving indie artists complete control over their art. For only 20 bucks a year, you can upload unlimited music, and with the split feature, you can split a percentage of the earnings to your bandmates. If you click the affiliate link in this episode's description, you get 7% off the first year. But did I mention that after that, it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? I've been a musician for a long time. My music is heard all over the world, and yours should be too. Click the link in this episode's description to not only support Strange Places, but put control of your own music back into your hands. No contracts, no hidden clauses, no lovely coin men in their lovely, lovely suits. Thanks to DistroKid for being a sponsor and giving this old dog an audience.